0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Pins We Play, another episode, um, another game, and another guest. Uh, Today we're talking with uh, Casey Keene. That's the first time I said his name right. Uh, Casey Keene is local to the Philadelphia area. He's actually uh, based around Allentown. Uh, He helps run tournaments out of the Penn Skate uh, location out in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which has an eclectic collection of uh, pinball machines at a skate park. And we're talking to him uh, primarily for his game. Um, high speed. Uh, this is the first one, not getaway, but high speed. Um, this is the uh, title that he's chosen to uh, talk about, and he has one of the most unique stories about how he got this game. Now, um, Casey is newer to the hobby, like myself, uh, so we might not know all the ins and outs of everything. Uh, but at the very least, it's uh, interesting. Uh, interesting to speak with him about a game I don't have that much time on. Uh, one of the last things I want to make you aware of is I know that his lo- his levels are rather low. Uh, It's just not something I was able to uh, resolve and post, Uh, so I do apologize. Uh, Hopefully, you'll enjoy. um, All the best, and uh, enjoy uh, The Pins We Play with Casey Keene and High Speed.
1: So, hello, everybody. We're talking with owners, and I've got uh, Casey – how do you pronounce your last name? Keene. Keene. That's uh, not how I've ever pronounced (laughs) it. Uh, So, Casey Keene, you're from uh, Allentown area? Yep. Uh, That's in Pennsylvania, if you didn't know that. And – and today, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, your game,
2: which is? High Speed. High Speed. All right. High Speed game. That is? Uh, 1986 Williams.
1: Okay. Uh, you happen to know the designer off the top of your head? It's a Steve
2: Ritchie game. It's a Steve Ritchie game. Okay, cool. It's hard to forget because he's... Uh, so I loud about it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a character of him is on the back glass. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well it kind of looks like a young version of him on the in the car. Okay, so
1: and that was so, and he was w- well known for not only you know being a very well known designer, but he's done a number of sequels. Yes. So he like uh, Black Knight, Black Knight Two Thousand was him. Um, what high speed has there? one. Hi- high speed has High speed Two at the getaway.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Be um, a car guy. I'm not, um, okay. which is, uh, I've, I've actually told people many times that I'm, you know, I just want a reliable car. So the. <laughs> The theme it does nothing for me. <laughs> okay, all right, that's good. And um,
1: and you had said we, we started talking a little bit about kind of like what we wanted to discuss uh, while um, talk about this pinball
2: machine. And you'd mentioned um, so this is your first machine. It is my first, and uh, I kind of had my my plan was to have one by the end of last year, and I just snuck it in. So. Just snuck it in. So well, when did you get it? Uh, I got it um, November twenty seventeen. Okay, there you go. So.
1: So you've had it uh, at this point, well, depending on when I re- release this, it may have been six months, maybe been like two years, six months. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how long uh, editing takes. Um, and uh, how did
2: you come about uh, getting your first game? So is a pretty untraditional way, but if anything, it, it it's a, a story that reminds people to not be afraid to talk about your hobbies because okay. uh, I got my game uh, from a coworker. Um, I run a tournament in uh, Allentown that got some local news coverage and that kind of exposed my interest in this hobby to my coworkers. workers mm-hmm. and um, the day after um, the news story aired, uh, our office manager came up to me and she's like, I had no idea you liked pinball. Mm-hmm. I have a machine that's in our house, it came with the house when we bought it, the owner didn't want to get rid of it, so we've just had a pinball machine. Um, you come take it it's yours wow so i said i will come take it (laughs) (laughs) so i will do that i will do that thing and at the time she didn't she knew so little about it that she couldn't tell me what it was she couldn't she had no idea of, of the era you know she she thought it was like a 70s game um (laughs) Know, <laughs> how would you know though if you're not in the hobby? You just it looks like an old sight unseen heavy machine.
0: <laughs> so
1: so sight unseen, you you are like I want a game at the end of the year, and you were saying uh, before you want you were hoping for a System Eleven.
2: Yeah, I figured so System w- Eleven would be something that fit in my price range. Okay, okay. So you um, were you were name? really focused on price, price, and uh, you know the level of uh, fun. Complexity, you know. I figured, you know, I could, I could get a, an EM for that, you know, in that price range, probably less. But, you know, System Eleven is when um, rules started. Like, uh, l- there's modes and there's rules, and mm-hmm. it was kind of like the start, I think, of more than just you know, lighting spinner and, and things like that. Sure. So, um,
1: so uh, System Eleven uh, is for those that don't know, uh, what sorts of games apart from uh, high speed. Uh, fell into that that time, if you happen to know.
2: Taxi diner. Okay. Um, oh, cool
1: diner. And you know, there's a few others. Okay, so you've got you don't have a DMD, but you do have. Um, uh, it is a solid state. It is past electromechanical. So you've got talking. You've got l- you yeah, voice.
2: You got voice. You have um, music. In mm-hmm. in most cases, yep. um, you're probably going to have multi-ball. Um, okay.
1: All right, so that that's pretty neat. I think that that's that's a good that's a good sense. And when, when things
2: really start getting fun, I think when when yeah. it
1: started getting fun. So you, how do you define fun on a pinball machine? You're saying System Eleven is when it was fun. So is it because of the theme integration? It's expanding beyond just the artwork because then you have voice and music. Is yeah,
2: it it's it's when you start um, getting um, more of a, an experience when you play aside mm-hmm. from just. Uh, Gameplay and okay. gameplay and bells and chimes. I love EMs. So I'm not knocking them. Okay. I, I love to play them, but I think you know System Eleven is was kind of uh, the the turning point when it was there's a little bit more to the game mm-hmm. um, than just you know. It's when like rules started becoming a little bit more advanced, and mm-hmm. there was strategy, um, yeah. more than one strategy that you could go about. Gotcha.
1: I think that that makes a lot of sense too. I, I started. Um, was it the first game that I owned was Comet, and uh, it's not a System Eleven, I don't believe, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, that one did have sound, did have um, music. Um, was a Williams game from 86? So maybe it falls in that window. Um, I don't know them well enough to know whether it was. And there, there was it system, might have been and system Seven and System Eleven. I remember hearing, and that yeah. refers to the board set. Right. Yep. So for those of you that don't don't know and some of you don't. Um, system 11 is a board set that came out in a specific window of time. Yes, you can Google it. Uh, we aren't, you know, like I'm not here to teach you all of these little things. Um, but I'm also, I don't want you to feel like, okay, well, they've said System six 11, six 11 10 times, and I have no idea what they're talking about. We're really just talking about the board set that was running, the, the computing of uh, scoring and uh, function of the game.
2: Yeah, and I'm not positive, but um, high speed might have been the first System 11, because I know System 11 is sometimes mentioned as the first game that had a complete song played Um, so um, you know and it might have been the system 11 board set that allowed um, song integration
1: Um, I'm interested to know what games
2: I'm pretty sure there's a Wikipedia
1: And what is the – you're saying that there's a whole song. Do you remember – is that like something you're wearing? It's aware
2: not of? A, like a, a license. It's not like um, anything with the lyrics, but it's just um, – it's it's just a electronic song. Electronic uh, song, okay. But it plays in its entirety. Um, okay,
1: so thankfully I, I'm not an idiot. Uh, com- com- comment is not on this list. This is a uh, fan-made list on Pinside from uh, a question that was best System 11 game. It goes from Bad Cats to Whirlwind, and that's not in order. That's just uh, alphabetical. <laughs> so um, we do have. Oh, this guy didn't even. Though no, he did, does have high speed. Things like: okay, Game Show, Earthshaker, Whirlwind, Roller Games, Radical, uh, Millionaire, Jokers, Grand Lizard.
2: It's a lot of those yeah. Williams pre-DMD games that Pre-DMD. have become classics. Um, well, some of them have been. Classics. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I don't. I know people like, Mousin' around. Mousing d-
2: around is a really fun. It's. I. I like it. You like that one? I would yeah. picked that out
1: just because it was in the middle. <laughs> but uh, I hear a lot of people don't have a big, uh, aren't big fans of what Bugs Bunny's birthday ball,
2: which yeah.
1: <laughs> the alliteration itself is appealing to me, uh, and I love Bugs Bunny. I, I'm a. I'm a theme guy uh, when it comes to like. If I'm thinking about like the greatest games, I'm not necessarily thinking about how well they play as as much as like show me the theme that I like, and also does the game
2: play well. And that one, theme wise, in you know integration, it looks really cool. Uh-huh. But I think you'd get bored with that game. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And seeing as how I'm i turning over games like once every few months, uh, that that anytime somebody says like, hey, you might not have that game for a long period of time I'm like okay well maybe that's something that doesn't come in the house. Uh, so so you get high speed for nothing. Uh, what was your reaction like did she send you a picture of it before you went and picked it up or did you find out when you got there?
2: Uh, she sent me a picture um, a couple of days before I picked it up. It was a probably um, just because of scheduling and uh, needing to find somebody to be able to help me load the game and mm-hmm. stuff. It, it was probably two or three weeks after she told me I could have it that I actually picked it up so I spent two or three weeks like you know asking her questions trying to figure out what game it was and then she eventually just had her her son uh, take a picture and she texted it to her at work and then she showed me and I was very surprised when it was (laughs) high speed. I was definitely expecting it to be an EM um, just because you know in my experience you when know. someone
1: says hey i've got this free game you're just like okay well, I'm yeah and, <laughs> it, and when
2: you say it, it's you know quote unquote it's an old game mm-hmm. i i'm my f- thought process immediately goes to uh em and not wood bingo <laughs> no
1: <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> so uh, you must have been pretty psyched to see that
2: yeah especially because system <laughs> 11 was what i was you know in the market for and it's there's a system 11 right there in front of me and uh you know at this time i had already agreed to it uh condition unknown but Mm -hmm. she said it plays and you know i when she said it plays i had to you know i you know tame my expectations because play to me and play to her could mean two different things play could mean that it lights up and she was able to plunge a ball but like you could have you know a bunch of things not working once you mm-hmm. plunge, and uh, to my surprise, um, it it pretty much did play um, right out of the, not right out of the box, but mm-hmm. right out of the truck and into my basement. I was All able right. to play that night, so I was surprised, but it was a good surprise.
1: So, so, uh, and I want to go back a step because it is something that, like, I'm thinking about when, when starting to put this um, series together, I was starting to think about, like, you know, People have very different ideas of what the value of a machine is. For you, what was your budget for a System Eleven game? Like, what
2: were you trying to stay within? I, w- my, I, I guess first of all, I needed a game that, uh, because this was going to be my first machine, I needed one that I could um, pretty much play immediately. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I want a, a project. You not have a project, yeah. Uh, the goal was to have something working, and then. Uh, repairs one at a time as mm-hmm. they came up rather than a list of things that needed to be fixed before I could even play it um, sure. so you know I had a budget of probably 2500 with you know the goal of obviously not spending that whole thing yeah. but you know I wanted a system 11 I wanted a one that you know I was hoping a really nice condition system 11 um, you could for 2500 you could go, DMD, but I knew mm-hmm. I was in that. It at that point, I would probably be getting either uh, a DMD in not very good condition or one of the less de- desirable mm-hmm. DMDs. So I was like, "Why not try to go for a really nice system eleven rather than settling for either a, a less fun or a project involved DMD?"
1: Yeah, I think the idea of having like, a let's let me get this cl- this classic game that has the depth that I want that has the diversity as this and, and c- could be in good shape right at 2500 and and right now i would say you know we're talking in twenty eighteen i think twenty five hundred is pretty reasonable mm-hmm. um, you're gonna get something pretty good quality there uh, i'm you know just because we're talking about system elevens and that price range i'm picking up a diner in the next you know week or so that i got for under twenty five hundred that's got you know diamond plating playfield right. so you you were in a good range and the fact that you know you go from man i would really hope that i can just spend no more than 2500 and get what i want to this is free <laughs> it's in your house and it's nice s- and it's high speed right uh that's pretty exciting so so you said you know y- you uh had to go pick it up it sounds like this uh woman was not going to be providing you much assistance
2: in getting it out of her house. No, I had to bring uh, <laughs> bring a guest. <laughs> yeah, bring a guest. Uh, it was in a kind of like a second floor loft, so you know we had to get it out of her house um, in a way that you know we're not damaging her house because mm-hmm. you know I'm not. She's not getting money from me, so I also don't want to leave her with like repairs. <laughs> <either>. Sure. So <laughs> sure. we were very careful getting it out. Um, but yeah, she pretty much just. Just watched um, us remove it. You know, she wasn't able to help. She's a very nice lady, but uh, not in was not able to help. Us.
1: Yeah. So she wasn't gonna help. <laughs> um, all right. So you you've got this game. You're going in. You're going in with uh, someone to help you. Who is this person? And how did you coerce them to uh, help you bring a very heavy thing out of a house?
2: Sure. Uh, so. Uh, where I, so I'm just south of Allentown, and a lot of the uh, people in the pinball community that I know, uh, they live uh, closer to where you live, and okay. closer to uh, either Malvern or, or Railroad Street is. So mm-hmm. basically, everyone's like an hour away. Okay. About so I needed to find somebody locally because I didn't want to have somebody drive, you know, an hour to me, um, mm-hmm. and so I was. Starting to look into non-pinball collectors, but just people okay. I knew locally who uh, could lift something. Sure. Uh, and then uh, I ran, ironically, I ran into um, uh, Chris, who I've met one other time. He's uh, on pin side as Silver Unicorn. But when I first moved to Pennsylvania, um, I, you know, I was this is a long story, but I posted basically looking for um, you know people in the area where I lived where who could, could maybe tell me where some location pinball was and huh. and he lived literally uh a mile down the road from me and he said i don't know where there's a lot of location pinball but i have games in my basement you can come over and check them out so when i first moved out here uh he invited me over and he has a great basement collection but then i ran into him at a at a the liquor store or the beer store of all <laughs> okay. places and i was like hey i'm finally adding a game to my basement he's like cool what game and know i told him the story of how he got free he's like well let's go pick it up and so <laughs> i didn't even really have to like you know <laughs> well, let's go pick it up he was i think he was m- very excited for me sure um, which is awesome but he he was just like you know i'm available most evenings you're just down the road this will work out fine so we picked a night uh, af- where you know we could both meet up after work and and we got it to my house same same night and you know i'm very thankful that he was able to uh, uh, to help me pick it up um you know, just because not only, you know, if I would have asked, you know, somebody who's not in the hobby, um, they would have gotten it in the basement, but then I would have been left setting it up. But um, luckily, you know, I was able to have somebody help me who has also um, set up a lot of games in their own sure. basement. So very thankful for Chris.
1: Oh, good. Well, well, thank you to the, the Silver Unicorn, aptly named. Uh, and so then I've got a notification from my wife that my daughter fell asleep, so that's, that's always <laughs> uh, success. Um, yeah, we're recording this uh, in the basement of the, the Pin Daddy home, or Steve's house, me. I'm Steve. Hi. This will be recor- edited out. <laughs> so um, you are you are uh, someone that I've called on for, yeah. for help. So Casey, you know, you're a local guy. I've seen you at a couple uh, tournaments. I don't even remember how – I think I pinged the um, – like the pinball enthusiasts or mid-atlantic or one of the tournament groups locally yeah
2: or maybe you might have done there's a facebook group that's not used too often that's really um focused on our area of Mm -hmm. tournaments uh i think it's like greater philadelphia yeah that's probably you might have posted in that one um but yeah you posted somewhere that you're looking for some some help in. um so I was like I'll do it.
1: Yeah it's, it's neat that uh, we had the ability to um, to catch each other and, and uh, you came helped me out with dialed in uh, I had uh, basically I w- was everything was ready except like I had to get it down the stairs right and, uh, and had you already got you had not gotten your game yet I had not So your, that was your first moving a pin in a house experience
2: right And I had known at that time, there's a game in my future i didn't know that game mm-hmm. in particular but i knew you know that was about the time where i was like starting to look for a game and mm-hmm. so i was like i might as well help somebody else um just because i could use the uh, experience. learning experience of it cool and the, the fact that it was new in box was cool too just because um you know down the road i would like to buy new in box yep. uh so um y- you know th- obviously there's there's more to set up with a, a new inbox sometimes than a used one just because mm-hmm. you have to, you know, remove, you know, plastics and and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I was like, this will be a, a, a cool experience. And at that time, I also hadn't had a lot of gameplay in on dialed in, so <laughs> I was like, this is will work out. Yeah, it was a, it was
1: a good e- it was experience for all. Like, uh, if I had known you had never moved a machine, I probably would have... Uh, Asked for more help, but honestly, you were the only person to respond, so I really didn't have much of a choice, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it worked out really well. We didn't, we didn't break it. <laughs> no, we did not break it. There was <laughs> no no marks on the wall from that machine. Yeah, uh, and uh, that was um, certainly the heaviest machine I've ever had the uh, the uh, okay. experience of moving. Um, I now have an Indiana Jones, f- uh, Williams Indiana Jones, and that is pretty much the same. <laughs> Both wide bodies, right? <laughs> Both wide. Uh, no, actually, oh. in is not a wide body that's the only not that's the only oh, yeah. Jack game that's not a wide button right. but it was wide yeah <laughs> we uh, w- I think we had about an inch total in between the walls with what was wrapped in uh, with dialed in getting down the stairs um, with Indiana Jones the wrapping caught as I was going through so right. I lost that inch <laughs> it did get in there are no scratches on the corners of that game but that is the absolute maximum width <laughs> of
2: a game I can I know for sure a wide body will not make it into my not going to your basement.
1: No. Um, I what was it? I even have um, I have a was it like an early stir and a stingray, um, and I did not know that the the bo- the back boxes on those are much wider, um, so I took that thing off. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. So learning uh s- s- some tips when coming into you know new pinball ownership. One, measure everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two, don't buy a game not being aware of its size. Um, I And I did that pretty much every time. Uh, I think Comet was, my, Comet was my first game. That game also I had to take the head off. Um, and I, uh, again, still was not aware that that was even going to need to be a thing because you just figure, I'm like, these are made for people to own, right? People had these in houses. No, they did not. They had them in our <laughs> I
2: think uh, unless you have an Escalera – I think is what they're uh, called. That's what yeah, the, the stair climbing. Yeah, getting a, a game into a basement is rarely going to be easy. Uh, <laughs> it, it can be done, but um it's usually every, not a walk in the park. Every
1: <laughs> experience is going to be memorable. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um and, and unfortunately, um you so yours is in a basement, in your home basement. It is. So you've you've got it. Uh Chris helped you out, you got it out of there, uh, didn't destroy her house. So uh I'm sure the office manager appreciated that. Um, and you said once you got it in, it wasn't playing. So, um, what's, uh, you know, kind of what, what kind of space did you have? Did you have any problems getting it in the home?
2: Uh, uh, unfortunately with the way our house is set up, there's a the basement. I didn't have to take the railing off or the door off. I was able to get it down, but, uh, there's a lot of, uh, tight turns both, uh, to start the staircase from the hallway. Um, there's not a really good way to to turn it around so we kind of had to um, slide it into the doorway sideways and then um when you get to the bottom there's a one-step landing and then you have to do a direct 90 degree turn and Mm -hmm. we weren't able to turn the game uh, around once we got to the bottom so we had to you know slide sideways to the floor um so we were able to get down a couple drywall scuffs but um Mm -hmm. i was able to patch that up um but we got it down um I was happy to well not happy, but it's better to destroy my drywall than yeah uh, than, than, than ours. Yeah, I shouldn't screen. say destroy uh, you know small hole.
1: your opinion is that you left some memorable marks right your wife's opinion now, wife, congratulations, thank you um is opinion was probably you've ruined this wall
2: <laughs> no, actually she so we did this while she was at work, and right. by the time she came home it was it was set up, but I Figured as soon as she got home from work, she'd be coming down to check out the game. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't want any surprises. So I texted her. I was like, put a small mark in the wall on uh, the basement. You're going to see it when you come down. I apologize, but I will fix it. And then mm-hmm. and she came in. She didn't even care about that. I think she knows how much I like pinball, and she was just happy to see that I finally had a game. So oh, that's good. she was uh, very forgiving and understanding.
1: <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, it's good. Good to have. Good to have that that's experience. Um, then, so you uh, setting up the game, um, you turn it on. And it was up and running.
2: Yes, uh, I was able to play games. I, w- I, I I I noticed things while I was playing, mm-hmm. but uh, you could play a game, um, no problem.
1: Okay. All right. So uh, let's talk about the game. Like it's it's high speed. Um, you've had it for you know uh, six months or so. Um, what do you like about it? Have you had any uh, uh, major uh, malfunctions on it that you've had to you know work on? And um, what sort of uh, do you have a memorable game on it that you want to you know talk about?
2: Uh, I think my most memorable game on it was the first game that I played. You know, just when I had it set up the first night that I got Not it, and that was just it was. Most memorable, not because it was a a high score or anything like that. It was just kind of uh, while playing, you know, I'm thinking there's a game now in my basement. I'm not going out on the location to play pinball. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, wake up in the morning with a cup of coffee, play coffee or play pinball or have a beer at the end of work night and And play play and I don't have to go anywhere. And I think that was just a a really good feeling knowing Mm -hmm. I had a game in my basement. So. So far, our favorite game has been the first game. The first game.
1: Well, that's good. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because you got to move the games down. Yeah. And not as many should leave. Right. <laughs> as you build a collection. Um, but you have had uh, an issue, not with the machine necessarily, but with the space.
2: Yeah. So, um, well, before that, I did have an issue. Um, yeah, so, uh, and we're still dealing with it, but I've just kind of had a, a, a series of Bad luck, and then uh, with recent wedding, I have not been able to address it. But Mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple weeks before my my wedding, uh, probably maybe a month beforehand, um, I think it's a fuse related thing. But uh, basically, um, you know, the game still plays, but there's a few things that uh, fuse related are you can't really play because it's not feeding balls to the the shooter lane and that that sort of thing. And so I've just had it. Um, off, and the next bad thing that happened was, uh, so I was trying to figure out, look at the fuses and things like that, so I had the back glass um, on the floor, leaning against the wall while I was, you know, doing stuff in the back box, and our, we had a lot of heavy rain, and we had a sump pump failure, so our basement flooded, and luckily the the game is fine, but uh, because I had the back glass still on the floor, uh. um, some of the back glass has water damage and some of the art is now separating um did what i could to uh, let it dry out with you know we did a, a blow dryer with no heat to, um and a lot of it did rea- reapply to the glass but mm-hmm. unfortunately i can i personally can tell that the back glass does not look as nice as it once did it's still acceptable sure. i um but I'm. It's one of those things that, like, if I see a reasonably priced one in the future, uh, a replacement backglass, I probably would replace it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also glad that you know it was. Even though our basement flooded and that sucks, um, I'm glad that the game itself was fine. You know, yeah. it, it, we didn't have water high enough to yeah that damage would be any a electronics. Real, uh, <laughs> you
1: know, if you had water high enough to damage the game, yeah. like the body of the game, you're. You're probably not as worried about the game as you are, like, the f- structure of your home.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, f- and fortunately, um, the the legs were already um, – because I got the game for free, um, you know, you take the, the legs and the condition that they're in. But, sure. Um, the legs were already kind of rusty from a uh, previous owner, so mm-hmm. that was always on my list of things that I'll eventually um, upgrade on that game. So, you know – I don't think the game uh, the legs are any worse as a result of the the water damage um but you know eventually I'm going to be replacing those the back glass is the only really unfortunate thing to come out of that flood aside from a ruined basement
1: <laughs> <laughs> aside from a ruined basement oh, that's that's um that's unfortunate so um if you if you had to go back and say I have uh, – this This woman comes to you, your office manager, and says, I have a game in my basement. It's high speed. Do you want it? And pay me the fair price value of the game. What do you think that game was worth when you got it? I – and I want you – <laughs> and I'm going to make a caveat here. I want you to tell me what's wrong with it because you've got some interesting uh, – Sure. Not, not necessarily wrong with the body, but there's some quirks to this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's kind of a Frankenstein machine. Uh, that's why I think it's really hard to put uh, a fair price on it mm-hmm. and, and you know, I'll get to those issues in a second. but I think if I were to ever sell it, I think I would rather sell it at um at a pinball show like you know, Allentown Pinfest or something like that because because the quirks are you know pretty unique, I would rather the person, I would rather s- them see it in person rather sure. than trying to make an arrangement for a deal online, and then the person be really disappointed. Or um, even if I w- tried to explain it, you know, I would want them to see it before they mm-hmm. agreed to anything. So, and I'm not planning to sell it anytime soon. But just with that in mind, you know, it's one of those games that if I do sell, I want somebody to check it out in sure. person. Sure. Yeah.
1: You're like you n- need to see
2: this condition. S- yeah. <laughs> so, so what I've determined is so the High speed has uh, a rotating beacon light on top that goes off um, when you're in multi-ball, when you're in the middle of the police chase. Uh, my game does not have that. So I was like, okay, well, I could try to find one down the road mm-hmm. and just put one in. Uh, but then when I was doing, uh, when I was look- digging around in the back box, I noticed this back box does not have a hole in the top. So there's no way for wires to go through so i was beginning to think this can't be the original back box and i i did notice also that the back box had no uh, side art graphics on the back box and so i thought it's solid black so i thought either the i wasn't sure at the time if it was decals or paint but i was like either the decal was peeled off or it was painted over Mm -hmm. But I was like, this is a solid black back box, but I still thought it was the original sure. until I noticed that there was no um, a hole for the wiring of the beacon. So, But everything else fits in there perfectly. So I think it is a System 11 back box, but I don't think it's the one for high speed. For high speed, okay. And then the other weird thing about it is the entire underside, front to um, the back of the machine, the whole thing underneath has basically uh, a steel bottom it has wood when you lift up the play field and you look from mm-hmm. the inside it has a wood bottom but when you look at it from the outside underneath that wood is basically a steel plate um, with a hole cut out for the power switch um, that's the only uh, besides that it covers the entire bottom and I asked uh, Chris who's the owner of Pensgate Arcade in Allentown know what he thought of it and he said more than likely that this game was probably on location at one point and either he had an issue the operator had an issue with this game or a different one where somebody might have took out the bottoms at some point and got access to all the, the coins in the in the game and they put that seal plate in there or they are just you know crazy <laughs> cautious and they did it as a proactive measure but okay. he said it if the wood in th- in the bottom looks fine, which it does, um, it doesn't look damaged or anything. He okay. said it was probably put in there as a, a precaution, which seems like a crazy precaution because I who is yeah. going to access the the coins and the coin drop through the bottom <laughs> of a game? I mean, I feel <laughs> like that would be more difficult than just drilling out the drilling the, out the front the box the lock on the door. Sure, know?
1: but if you. If you wanted to get away with it, excuse me, for an extended period of time, yeah. you would want it to be somewhere that you're not necessarily looking at all the time, which yeah. would be the bottom. And I, so it's it's uh, it's now like uh, I'm like that's creative, <laughs> for whoever might have been stealing in that way. I also like initially thought like uh, apart from because I had not heard the res- the reason. I was trying to think of well maybe like wiring was bad and they used that as some way to ground the game. Or, and it, I don't even know if that's possible like that might have been like, well, no, actually if you did that, you would just electrocute yourself. <laughs> I mean,
2: I guess that's possible. I'm still really new to the mechanics mm-hmm. and, and of of pinball so uh, you know it's not something that I'm familiar enough to know if the the wiring is bad. nothing jumps out in me, but um I just know that you know this game has some cosmetic quirks to it and that' sure. that's definitely one of them. so um, yeah, it's got. A steel plate that makes it way heavier than it needs to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you must have a pretty bad uh, idea of how heavy pinball machines are, if yeah. that is your experience. And you're like, uh, they're like 800 pounds.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, li- I helped you move uh, dialed in dialed in into the basement, and I've helped other people at shows move games around, mm-hmm. um... but those have. Not necessarily by hand, but on dollies sure. and things like that. I've moved games around, um, you know. But when it comes to actually lifting machine down flights of stairs, you know, I only have two experiences, and that's uh, you know a new inbox and then uh, an old game with, with an plate. unnecessary steel plate. So they mu- so in both cases they were heavy. As yeah. As heck.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward
2: to uh, a, a lighter game. One of these. Now I gotta say those classic
1: Sterns, uh, And actually, uh, so I have a Gottlieb, I guess that's a, it's a street-level game. uh, Street, uh, yeah, I was going to say Street Fighter, that's not it. It's (laughs) called Silver Slugger. Um, In that game, I walked down with a guy who uh, generally carries glass for a living and builds glass for a living, and, like, me and him just carried it in. Mm -hmm. Like, we folded the back box down and just carried it in with no problem. Like, I could walk that thing, I, because it's, 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 it's weirdly shaped, I can't carry it in myself but to put it on a dolly and bring it in the house literally no problem. Uh for the start the classic Sterns, take the back box off, carry that downstairs, then the the play field's not that heavy. Yeah. So like y- the other stu- the older stuff really not that bad. And I honestly like I'm not even concerned. I'm I'm about to I'm about to get a system 11, I'm about to move Stingray, and I was thinking about it, it's like, "Oh, I got to bring that up the stairs." I can do that by myself. Right. It's really not that bad. Uh but in the same sense, if you uh, our, my first experiences was comet, which I did uh, did with help, um, was uh, dialed in with, I did with help, Indiana Jones, I did with help. So like the first time I had to do it by myself was Stingray. Right. And that was when I first learned, I'm like, oh, this is actually possible. Now and, and just to give you a sense, uh, Casey, uh, in, in good shape, but not uh, not six foot seven, three hundred pounds.
2: I don't intend on ever <laughs> moving a game into my house by myself. Good, good. <laughs> Unless I have an escalera someday. Yeah,
1: yeah. There you go. Um, I, I will say that um, I didn't have any help that day and decided I'm going to try it. <laughs> uh, and so now, now I know that I can do do one of on myself. And I'm five foot six and
2: two over two hundred pounds, so. Uh, I'm stocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although like, even though high speed, you know, had some extra weight to it. I, I mean, it's a pinball machine. It's not supposed to be yeah. easy. So I, I mean, I had the expectation that like this is going to be heavy it, no matter what. You mm. know, what I mean, with or without that, it's, it's still you know, it's still a pinball machine. It's still a pinball machine. It's, it's still heavy, awkward. heavy freaking thing. It's heavy and it's an awkward shape and it's never going to be easy <laughs> so that's fair
1: so um apart from like the folks that and and i think that you'll start to see this is step t- step one of the hobby you know, you start getting games and then step two uh you start to get too many games right step three is you start thinking about what house you can buy that makes it easier put <laughs> those games in and
2: out yeah w- <laughs> i uh already you know if we ever move you know i would love uh a house with Direct basement access <laughs> from the outside—that would be phenomenal. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: either direct access or direct access to a basement, or um, a a very clear, closed-off dining room that I can sure. turn into <laughs> where pinball machines. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Just g- give me a space that isn't currently used. I don't really care what it is, as long as it's easy to get in and out of.
2: Or, or give me a third stall garage. You know, where yeah. I can convert that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I don't It doesn't even necessarily need to be a you know, garage door. Like I'd almost prefer not. But uh, yeah. So so you've got you've got high speed. You've been playing it. You've enjoyed it. You've had a couple you know technical issues, and you absolutely have got some quirks with that game. But it was free, so it's that's free. pretty cool. So uh, the the question of like, would you, if you're in the same situation, would you get it again? Yes, it's a free game. You would have <laughs> taken anything. Uh, but let me let me ask you, if you. Um, are you happy with the game is it something that you you are happy to have in your collection you plan on holding on to
2: i am happy with it Mm -hmm. um i have no plans to get rid of it at this time but um i also don't think that this is my only game Mm -hmm. and you know right now you have a a a three game collection you said you you may end up with four you know eventually but you know, three is that, that sweet spot that, you know, I think I would like to hit. We don't currently have a, a huge basement that I can dedicate an entire room to it. So mm-hmm. three is a really r- realistic goal. Um, and I, I only see high speed leaving um, once I have two more games. And it's mm-hmm. high speed and two more. And then a fourth game catches my eye. And, yeah, you yeah, know, one, of those, one of those three has to go. High speed could be on the chopping <laughs> block. Yeah. Um, Especially because it's not a game that I chose to purchase. Mm. It was like uh, a game that was uh, given to me and I'm very grateful for, Um, Mm. but it's, um, you know, I think I would probably have a a greater attachment to the games that I chose myself.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, you're not a car guy, so like the theme isn't something. Or I don't know if you even said it, but we said it before we started recording. Uh, so the theme's not really in right for you. Um, and I mean, the gameplay. Do you uh, do you generally like Steve Ritchie games?
2: I do. Um, I think you know, I think he's got a a style that he he sticks to, and um, lately I've grown a little board with a couple of the newer Steve Ritchie games um you know but I think high speed is is a unique one it's Mm -hmm. I don't want to say he's phoning it in now he's definitely not he still makes great games but I think high speed uh has a a unique layout that to this day um kind of stands on its own aside from its you know sequel the getaway getaway. which is uh, you know amplified version of the first one, but you know, it's still, I think, High Speed has a unique layout um, in gameplay that uh, I think holds up over time.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, and I and that's something that it's a game that I've seen and played, uh, you know, uh, Jay Robinson, a local collector, has one in, is that High Speed or is that Getaway?
2: I think he has High Speed. I think
1: he has High Speed. And um, I've seen a few um, at the Shore or I think Pinball Gallery had one, or I've I played it at one of the other local local locations. Um, it's a fun game, like as you said, like it's a car based game, and I'm not a car guy, so um, I'm okay with it. It's it's not um, upsetting or something that would be a turn off to bring into my home, but it's also not something that I'm I'm like, well, that fits what I want to have in my home. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would say that it's probably one that I'm happy to see, happy to play, but probably won't well own.
2: Right, and. I think it's I think it's okay for me to you know eventually get rid of it but because I was gifted it essentially from a, a coworker I don't have any intention on just selling it for cash. Sure. I think I would like to either incorporate it into a trade or make a sale and that money goes directly into another game else. because I'm very grateful for you know being gifted that machine and i think it would be you know a really crappy move on my part to just take that money and and not keep it in the hobby Mm because it was given to me because she knew i liked pinball a lot um so as long as i keep you know as long as i keep it in the hobby it's good
1: and i would say like just to be a devil's advocate to that is that she gave you that because she wanted out of her Right. She didn't want it in her house. So you did a favor to her to getting it out
2: of the house. Two, but at the same time, she could have put an ad on Craigslist and had somebody take it out of her house yeah. and gotten money.
1: Absolutely. And so I think that you're right there is that it, it is reasonable for you to just um, get as much out of it as you can um, you know, as a, pl- a playing machine. But in the same sense, she found someone who that she, she appreciated. Uh, found someone who would be willing to take it off her hands, get it out of her way, and then finally, she she wanted to do that to support you and your hobby. Right. So, if you end up selling it in, down in the future, she will have done that for you. Right. And you, as you said, you're selling it towards something else. You're using the money towards something else. You're putting it in trades for something else. So, once you know, uh, all of that is in support of you and your hobby. So right. I think that's that's good. I think it's yeah. in the you're putting you're putting it in the right place.
2: And more than likely she'll never know it's gone <laughs> either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's not coming to check it out. <laughs> All right. Uh then I would say you have your you we have your game. We have high speed. Uh we have a very unique high speed that's uh you know, got some experiences. We're not talking uh we haven't talked a lot about the the uh modes and uh gameplay that appears on the game. Um what are some of the highlights uh to the gameplay when you are playing high speed?
2: Uh the real simple rundown is um, there's th- three uh, sets of targets and each one of those target sets has a green light, a yellow light, and a red light. Um, so to get to multiball you just have to hit all the green targets and then go around and hit all the yellow targets and then all the red targets and then there is a ramp that you can hit with the upper right flipper. So once you um, light the red light you have to run the red light. And then um, you can start multi-ball, and then the jackpots are that same ramp, um, which is easier said than done. But mm. when you're in multi-ball and the your jackpot is hitting a ramp with the upper flipper and you're managing the other balls, it's uh, a harder jackpot than it sounds. Mm. Um, and then the other um, means I think of getting points is you know lighting the spinner, uh, which is an orbit shot, and um, you know cranking spinner um, but mainly you, you want it to be a uh, jackpot especially because um, it's a progressive jackpot so mm-hmm. um, and not everybody who goes into multi-ball hits jackpot every game so sure. that jackpot can grow to a, a good amount so
1: so what's um what's a good game on that for you um let's say good game and what's your high
2: my my high on that one was uh i just rolled it over so that's uh like 10 million Mm -hmm. um and honestly i i think part of the challenge with mine is and it's part of the quirks of the game i have but uh the 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 shot that goes from the upper flipper to the ramp um i gotta dial it in a little bit because sometimes like a really clean shot does not clear that ramp so um you know if that was Working perfect, I could probably you know hit it a hit lot, it a lot yeah. better. But uh, I think anybody playing that game, um, especially somebody unfamiliar with that game, you know, a, a, a couple million is is something to to be happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's low scoring, not you know Jersey Jack low scoring, mm-hmm. but um, in especially in a, a tournament setting, which is I think what. You and I associate scores with most often. Um, You know, I think a a few million um, should uh, you should be okay with it. Obviously, if you're in a um, a a format like you know uh, pump and dump, Mm -hmm. you're going to need a better score than that to to qualify for anything. But if we're talking like head to head matchups, as long as you can kind of like you know get into a multi ball or you know, once or twice, you're you're gonna be happy with that score. Alright. Great. Um, and it it, it it and I emphasize that it varies greatly by the condition of the game because the points are in that that jackpot shot, and if it's not dialed in, uh, it can be very difficult to yeah. achieve.
1: So you would say for your first game, it being high speed, you'd recommend high speed as a person's first game.
2: Yeah, it's. Um, it's definitely a game that uh forces you to to be accurate um Mm -hmm. because it it doesn't really um have a ball save so you uh you might be able to turn it on in the settings but i don't have one currently on so and because you're you're hitting targets um in a couple areas that could cause some awkward rebounds um really need to have quick reactions to save balls you have to have good nudging uh, ability uh, it, it definitely is a game that i think can help you with your mechanics um, mm-hmm. because not doing so um you, you can quickly pay the price yeah sure
1: all right so um so there's high speed uh, i would say you know kind uh, of echoing uh, many of uh casey's sentiments I think it's a solid game. I think it's uh, for for someone who's you know trying to stay under that two thousand dollar cap for a game. It feels like uh, a good title that is going to give you um, difficulty. It's going to be uh, because of the Steve Ritchie game that he's generally speaking his games uh, can uh, can be drain monsters. So it's it's not necessarily something that you're going to be on for half an hour. Um, so you've got fastball times. Yeah, and and I think that you know a- as I said. It's not going to offend anybody in, in its theme, and it's it's probably going to be well liked by a, a good portion of pinball players that either are coming to your location or coming to your home.
2: Yeah, and I, th- I you know, one other thing to note is I think it for an, a game in 1986, it's a really cool game um, as far as like immersive experience goes, and it because the the callouts. You know, and maybe it's the 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 quality of the the soundboard, but the outs that you hear are the police officers like their their radio, so Mm -hmm. like their dispatch, and you know it just sounds authentic because of you know it sounds a little staticky, but um you know when you know when you run the red light and and you're being chased and you hear like the radio calls, you know it it, it's a fun experience, uh, one that I you look for that experience in the, the modern games mm-hmm. but it's not one that i don't think you feel like that authentic of an experience from a game in 1986 so sure. i think the the time period considered it it does uh, it's a really unique game in that set mm-hmm.
1: i would say like uh, and uh, having owned a comet from that kind of general time 1986 1985 um it had sounds right. um I didn't like them.
2: <laughs> did you feel like you were at a carnival? <laughs> uh, no, uh,
1: you felt like there was some guy in your house constantly yelling at you that you were some some jerk that couldn't dunk him, and uh, and like when you went on the uh, roller coaster, it did make a cool noise when it you know goes up. You when you went around the roller coasters, it made some sounds, but y- you know uh, the s- the music to it was very. 80's mechanical. Mm-hmm. It, like, it, was a, it was a song, there was a soundtrack to it. It was playing a song, but oh gosh, I'm thinking about it right now. Every, like, every time <laughs> that game was on for more than 30 seconds between balls, <laughs> I was like, somebody turn it off. And that's, that's disappointing. Like I don't think that that's something that you want to be hearing or want to be thinking about when owning a game, that like, you, the, you the soundtrack to it is detrimental to your enjoyment right. of the game. And obviously that's why that game isn't in my house anymore. <laughs> uh, but as you're saying, like that experience was more uh, fulfilling, was more interesting, made for a more uh, enjoyable uh, gameplay experience at high speed. Definitely. All right, great. Well, um, I think that's going to do it here for talking with owners. We've uh, talked with Casey Keene. Um, we uh, will be talking with other owners throughout. Uh, Casey is a local uh, local guy runs uh, tournaments at Penn Skate over in Allentown uh, with, with the owners there. Has helped out with other uh, tournaments uh, for philip Pinball. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, what philip Pinball is, uh, or what the kind of?
2: Uh sure. Uh, so that, I guess. so basically, we took the the idea of the selfie league that uh, was kind of became popular uh, a couple, two three years ago, um, and we kind of amplified it a little bit. Uh, Corey Hulse is another. Uh, collector and tournament organizer uh, in the area and uh, he was the one that approached me to see if I was interested in in co-running it together Mm -hmm. Um, but I think he got the idea from uh, uh, Greg Pavarelli in the New York area because he has a a selfie league that is a multi-location league which is what ours is as well Mm -hmm. uh, that he does across New York and New Jersey. So basically we took the, the selfie concept but we're applying it to uh, multiple locations and then we're using uh, match play tournament software for people to upload their their scores um, and it's a point based scale system that uh, you know puts you basically your eight best uh, location or eight best games across about eight locations uh, is what we use as uh, qualifying and then the top 32 qualify for A division at a tournament at one location so mm-hmm. we'll we'll choose one of the the, the locations that uh, is hosting our villa event and we'll have a finals there and we also open it up a, a b division for those who fall below the cut line or people who didn't participate in the qualifying portion they can participate in that tournament as well but it's basically you know you you go out you play pitball on your own time take pictures, you upload it, just mm-hmm. like all other selfie leagues, but the difference is multiple locations, uh, and it's, I think, uh, it leads to a, a more fun experience because everyone can kind of see how the scores are going, and yeah. it, 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 it's a social experience as well, and uh, it forces people to, to go out to locations not just around the corner from their house, but all over the greater Philadelphia area. Because to qualify, you have to go to m- more than one yeah. stop. So it's getting people to to new locations from, you know, Allentown all the way down to Philadelphia and everywhere in between.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what one of the neat parts is is the idea that like even if you are local to just a specific area and you only have two of those places near you, you could play in those two places. You can get enough scores uh, where you know, like at the very least, you're you know getting a rank in. Mm-hmm. You might be, you might not be qualifying for you know the top ten. Uh, if you're not very good or if you play them all and you you don't make them at the very least you took part and it does feel like no matter how uh, little or how much you uh, get involved in it you are taking part in a community based pinball experience
2: right and i think we found that sweet spot where um, you you definitely don't have to uh, uh, play at every location in order to qualify but it will require you to go to more than just one location to qualify so you know just hitting generally just hitting three of the eight or so locations is going to be enough to um get you probably just over that a division uh cut line so Mm -hmm. it's it's a total totally reasonable uh goal to qualify um with but you know it's hopefully you're checking out new spots in the process
1: Mm -hmm. all right uh, well, thank you, Casey, for uh, joining me. Thank you for uh, watching. Uh, you will be able to uh, watch more of these. Uh, we're s- releasing them in bulk. Uh, obviously, there's a series of them, so you'll be seeing the other car- the other games that are being featured uh, throughout the series. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me um, on Twitter, Facebook, um, Pin Daddy, or uh, Steve Steve K Haberman on twi- Twitter, Twitter, Pin Daddy TV slash TV slash Pin Daddy on Twitch. And um, otherwise, uh, I'm Steve Haberman, this is Casey Keene, and uh, you have been uh, talking with owners. All right, I'll see you guys.